0: Come in. We are glad to have you on a Tuesday edition of the Bill Michael Show. Thanks so much for uh, joining us here today. We uh, always appreciate it. On a Tuesday, a little bit warmer Tuesday, as a matter of fact. Kind of nice. Good stuff. Warming up a little bit. Zary, uh, on the Bud Light live stream. You're getting a look outside uh, over at the Tiki Bar where the snow is beginning to recede, which I like. I like a lot. And uh, back at it today, a little well rested today. Yesterday, uh, I got back as we had talked about after the show. I decided, you know what, I'm going to try to get a couple things done around the house. And I wanted to work out. Oh my God. If you don't work out consistently, you get out of shape so fast, so fast. So I thought, you know, I got to get the adrenaline moving. I got work I got to do around the house. So I'm going to go ahead and go downstairs, get into the gym, and start on the treadmill. Get a little workout in, maybe do a spin bike, lift a little bit, just just to kind of fuel movement. Oh my God, you'd have thought I was trying to lift manhole covers with my pinky. Right? It was like unbelievable. I couldn't hardly lift anything. It was just, I was miserable. Got upstairs, <laughs> did what every good workout requires. I, I had a half a glass of wine, uh, a little bit of beer, had a cigar, and then I went up to bed. I didn't do anything. I, that was it. I was just, I was just done for the day. Today though. After about a 12-hour nap, uh, wake up and I feel spry. So, uh, good, looking forward to Badger basketball tonight. Boy, without the without Giannis last night, Bucks got drilled, drilled last night down at the serve Forum. Not a good night down there for the Milwaukee Bucks. But you're hoping the Badgers bounce back tonight to get themselves in the W column. I heard you guys, Ben, uh, you and Ebo and uh, and Nellie and, and everybody chatting about uh, Badger tonight. You got confidence that the Badgers are going to get the win?
1: Not really, honestly. One of those games Why is that? I, I have no feel for the game. I'm not confident that they're going to lose. I'm not confident they're going to win because I like we saw what happened against Rutgers. They haven't been shooting well, they weren't making free throws, and Indiana's good at home. Yet, I also think they're a better team, so I have no idea.
0: I, uh, I, you know what? I, the, the Badgers had faced adversity, uh, this year, r- relatively decent. Uh, now, granted, when they ended up losing to Illinois, they bounced back and, and beat Penn State, but they beat Penn State barely, and then right, right away after that, bounced back and knocked off Michigan State, only to falter over the weekend at Rutgers, but I think they're going to face the adversity pretty well. I think they bounced back tonight. I think they bounced back with about a seven-point win. That's what I'm going with. I just got a good feeling about tonight. I don't know what it is. I'm coming out to Madison today, by the way. Did you know that?
1: Yes, I, I will be okay. there.
0: I wasn't sure if you... I, I, I thought you were on the email, and I... I threw it out there, but uh, I have not seen uh, everybody since the last time we had a had a kind of a staff meeting, so uh, there's a lot going on. So I thought, you know what? Today's the day. There's nothing going on. It's nice and warm out. It's going to be a little breezy. Badger later on tonight, so I'm going to come out tonight, spend an evening out there, hang out a little bit, maybe do a little dinner, and then uh, listen to part of the game on the way back and get back and watch the remainder of it when I get home. So that's, that's kind of my day. It's an easy day today.
1: Um. Yeah, I'm, there still, is the, go ahead. I'm still learning like, what emails I'm supposed to respond to. Like, I respond to all texts, but I got a lot of emails that I guess are kind right. of meant for me. I don't know whether to respond to them.
0: No, usually if it's like one of those emails where it says, hey, uh, we're doing something, you just kind of say, okay, I'll be there other than that's no big deal. But beyond that, nah, you don't worry about it. You don't worry about it. You're eh, okay, I'll show up. I'll hang out. Unless it's an actual invitation. Right. If it's an invitation, then you got, hey, let me ask you this. When it comes to invitations, because Facebook is now the way to go. Everybody sends out a Facebook invitation, then a text invitation. That's the two ways we communicate in today's day and age. When we talk about actual invites, paper invites are a th- almost a thing of the past. If you get a paper invite, you almost get one in the mail and you go, whoa, whoa. And they, you stick it on the fridge, you know, or you, you, you have that folded card and you put it right there on your countertop. It's right there. For, it's like, a. it's like, law. it's something that you don't see anymore. So when those things come, that's, that's somebody serious about this. Here you go. You know, but when it comes to responding on Facebook, I live by the methodology of you get three invites. If you, if you are so, and, and when you send out an invite on, on Facebook, when you send, put it like an event together, say you're going to have a party. Okay. Or you're going to have a golf outing or something like that. And when you send out the invites to everybody, the, the person that's the administrator of the page can see who has actually seen the page. Once you click on it, it says seen. So you know that person saw your invitation, right? So what you then expect is, yes, I'm going, no, I'm not, or maybe. And if you hit maybe, then it, it, it will recur within your, your Facebook, you know, thing. And it'll pop up until you either give a no, I can't go or a yes, I'm going to go or, you know, whatever. So I give people three opportunities. If if I see that you've seen three specific events that we put out and you are so fat, stupid and lazy, maybe high as hell or just arrogant and don't give a damn to where you can't take your mouse and go click. That, I mean, that's all it is right there. I'm not breathing heavy. I don't need to train for it. I don't need to get on a treadmill. I don't need to eat protein away shakes. I don't need any of that. Just go click. If you can't do that, you're out. So what I take a lot of pleasure in is then putting, because there's some really cool parties and stuff that we do. So what I do is then I don't invite you anymore. So when people say, oh, man, I wish I would have known I would have come, I, I I cannot wait for that moment. I'm such an ass. I can't wait to go. I've invited you three times and you don't even care to respond. And then you shut up. You just put your arms together and you go and you just sit back (laughs) and you wait for the reaction. Usually it's one of two. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't see it. And that's where I go. No, you saw it. Because as the administrator of the party, I can see that. Now, if you don't see it, I can't fault you for it. That means you're not a Facebook person. You don't look at it. Because if you don't see it after the first week of invites, I usually text those people and say, hey, are you, did you get it? Are you coming? And they'll go, oh, okay, I check it and then whatever. Okay. But, but that's, that's what I wait for. I'm going to ask that way. And the reason being is, is because everything we do, we usually invite now, like the motorcycle ride is stupid because it's, it's thousands of people. But like the house parties and stuff and certain events and golf tournaments, I invite about 150 people to every event and I obviously can't put 150 people in my home. So what I do is I figure 150. If half show up, I can accommodate that. That's no problem. No big deal. So that's about right because you usually get anywhere from 10 to 25, maybe even 40, up to 40% of the people you invite actually come. So it's okay. But when those people go, you know, yeah, I just, uh, you know, that's when I look at them and I go, you know, you know it's a very kind way and, and somewhat passive aggressive way of saying, kiss my ass. And, and that's when they go, oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh. and you walk away feeling miserable. So whenever anybody sends me something, I if I see it, I always try to say either going, not going, or I put it in my the, the memory thing where it keeps popping up so I can re- continually remind myself. Or I'm old school. I write it down. I have literally, I go out to the uh, office supply store every year, and I buy the 2022, whatever year it happens to be, day planner. And I write everything down. I know it's stupid. I know people don't work that way anymore. But I, first of all, for tax reasons, I do. But secondly, that's that's the way I do it. So I always write it down. So if I get it, I write it down. That's a long diatribe on something that I have no idea what the hell you he started out talking about, right?
1: I think I just need to write all that down as I go out about the rest of my life. This is not anything that I've <laughs> ever faced. I don't go on Facebook. I don't get invited If I get invited right? to something, I get texted. Right. Most I don't get of the things time. in the get... mail. I don't have a calendar. I someone texts me and I say yes or no. So now I like now I use email because I'm in the you know, the right. working population. Right. And yeah, well, that's the other thing. I'm that's learning the other what way. to you respond
0: could, to. Right. You can also put together one of those Google invite things and everybody has that in some way, shape, or form on their phone. And it comes to your email box. So you can send that out as well. And I've done that in the past. I, I I have done that. So that way I know everybody gets something. It, it's there. Everybody's got it at some point or another. I try to make it known. But and you know what? There's a lot of people that'll say, you know, hey, I can make it, I can't make it, whatever, you know. But it's it's the three in your out rule. It's like it's it's a it's a game of baseball. It's what it is. You got three strikes, you're out. If you don't have the at least the 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 respect to respond, and I try to respond to everything. If you don't even respond, you go to the kiss my ass list and you're out do you have that that list written down i do i do you know what's funny is when i put um i amass names and numbers and and i really keep a database i I do i truly do and uh because i've got it in an excel spreadsheet and i can just copy and paste it and stick it into facebook stick it into google stick it into my phone and there it is and everybody shows up what i do then is people, I will color code when I, and I know this is a lot of time, this is a lot of crap, but what I do is I go through, because I'm very big into checklists, because otherwise I forget stuff. I got a pretty good memory, but I will forget stuff. Like even when I travel, like just just recently going out to L.A., The night before, I go through my checklist. I know how many dress shirts I'm going to take. I know how many pairs of shorts I'm going to take, socks I'm going to take, what color, dress socks, sweat socks. I know the equipment I have to have, the speakers I have to have, all of that. I mean, I write it all down, or I will forget something. And then when I get out there, I'm like, son of a, I can't believe I forgot that. So I go through the checklist, and I never forget anything, unless I forget to put it on the checklist. But usually I start that out about a week ahead of time. But I I have a checklist, and I go through it, because then I want to know, Who's coming, what guests? Because you like to do things right. You know, you like to make sure that when, you know, people come into your home or come to a party or come to an event that you're hosting or something that you're a part of, that everybody has a good time. So you, they don't walk away going, Psh, I'll never do that again, you know, that type of thing. So I always do that. And I do have a checklist. I, I, I do go through the checklist and I do highlight this person didn't show, this person didn't show with no response. And once you get to the red, Once you get that red line across you, oh, it's you got a case of the ass. You're out. You're out. Doesn't mean you can't come back. Just means that you have to ask. Because otherwise, if you don't give a damn enough about me to at least click, then I don't give a damn enough about you to even invite you back. That's the way it is. Does that sound about right? That's like that friend that you keep asking to go places, and they never do, and they don't even call you back. That guy that says, hey, you know, man, I'd love to go out tonight. Okay, great. And you make a plan and you sit and wait and wait and wait. And your buddy that never calls you back. Oh, dude, you know, I got called into work. Oh, dude, I fell asleep. Oh, dude, it's the same crap. After a while, it's like you don't invite him anymore. So the next time that guy says, oh, man, I can't believe we haven't hung out in a while. You go, shut up. You're a moron. Get out of here. Oh, dude, what we forgot to call you. Oh, dude, kiss my ass. See ya. That's the way it is. Did you guys hear Have any ever- of that?
1: Right? <laughs> This is an awkward conversation, Bill, because I'm dealing with a bit of a situation. Apparently, I stood Grant Bills up on Saturday. We're supposed to get a beer. And, Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. It's a long okay. story.
0: Okay. okay. Well, here you go. That's your first strike. Yeah. You know, so now you, you, he should give you two more. Say, hey, you know, Grant, next time let's do this. Maybe you call him. Say, Grant, I screwed up. You know, let's do this. Give me some time. And and you make, you make an appointment to do it. And you make up for it. Stand up. Be a stand-up guy. That's what we always ask, you know? I don't care what happens to me. Just be stand-up about it. You know, if you, if you screwed up, say, man, I screwed up. I effed up. If they screwed up, just wait for them to say, you know, I screwed up. Say, eh, no big deal. We got it. We're good, you know? But if it happens over and over and over and over again, then it's like, no, no. No, you are merely a name that is in my phone, nothing more. You are no more known to me than my mailman. Talk to you later. That's the way I work. I don't got time for crap. You know what I mean? There's just too many, there's too many people out there that want to do stuff that have quality lives that you want to be a part of, as opposed to the people that you have to chase down. It's like, that's not worth it. That's a whole lot of trouble to do nothing. You know, And ultimately, the end result is nothing but aggravation and frustration. So you're just kind of like, you know, not enough hours. in. I learned this years ago. This is life lesson 101 for you, Ben. For dead wood in your life, it's like a tree. Cut it. Get rid of it. Out of it. Let the tree grow, experience new things, be a part of new, uh, new friends, new groups, new people, new, new intellect. Yeah, that's, that's the way to go. Otherwise, phew, you're spinning your wheels with people that are never going to give you satisfaction. <laughs> okay, there you go. That's our first life lesson of the day. Let's do this. We're going to talk about the Green Bay Packers and their cap situation. The argument today I'm watching uh, on both the NFL network and the four letter network, is that uh, the Green Bay Packers want to go all in on Aaron Rodgers? They're like 46, 48 point million over the cap, uh, and they still have not got Devontae Adams on that particular portion of the cap yet either. And sitting at $46.8 million with Aaron Rodgers, yeah, that's a lot of money. Uh, does Rodgers want to come back? How much does this depend on Aaron, on Devontae Adams coming back? How much are they going to give back? How much are they going to kick down the road? Can the Packers really? in all honesty, for as much as they say that they want to go all in. This might seem like a certain scenario that played out not too long ago, and I applauded them for it at the time, but we all knew it was a giant steaming pant load. So that scenario I'll give you when we come back. Hang in there. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Maybe some more life lessons before it's all said and done. Who knows? we got we got some things to teach on this program. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. I guess I hit a nerve. Wow. There are uh, there are quite a few people. Bud Light live streams, some emails, some people on Twitter. Man hit a nerve people go through the same thing i guess talking about uh talking about invites evites you know email invites text invites to do certain things now i get it close friends usually don't screw you over like that it's it's the fringe element you know what i'm talking about it's like it's like when you invite um you know just casual people that that you know but you don't know real close and you're like hey i love you to do this you know and then you text them and they're like eh, you know whatever that that kind of thing so Usually close friends don't, uh, you know who they are. They don't screw you over too much. But for the most part, um, yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's co-workers. Uh, and then what happens is you send the invite, you have, you know, whatever gathering it happens to be. And then you're in the office like two weeks later and they're like, hey, man, I heard the party was great. You know, yeah, it was It was a lot of fun. To say, oh, I wish I'd have come. It's like, no, no, no. What do you mean you wish you'd come? You never even responded. No, you know. You, you, Say, And I've said that. I've said, you didn't even respond. Silence is deadly. Not silent, but deadly. I'm talking silence is deadly. When you look somebody in the eye and go, you didn't respond. And you sit there. That three seconds feels like an eternity for people. I've always said, just lay something at somebody's doorstep and shut up. And watch if, if you really get them with something good Watch the Beads of Sweat. You get Beads of Sweat, you you walk away from that conversation high-fying yourself. Because you didn't do anything wrong. You didn't do anything. You just kind of laid it out there, and you're very frank and honest, and they know where they stand with you and you, how you recognized uh, one of their flaws or faults. And you just kind of throw it out there. So there you go.
1: Oh, my goodness.
0: Anything else you need to know, Ben?
1: Uh, yeah, a lot. Okay. But I'll save. It I'm not for getting requests.
0: I'm now getting requests for relationship advice.
1: Yeah, I. Ugh. Yeah, we don't need to.
0: I don't know if I'm the best person for that. <laughs> I've been married three times. You know, my first marriage was a complete sham. I've told that story before. It was. It. I got married for the party. I never even asked her to get married. It was just one day she asked me. She said, "Do you ever think about getting married?" I'm like, "Yeah, I think about it." And then I went home, completely hammered. I was laying in bed. I come downstairs. This is when I was in, in my early twenties. And my mom's downstairs. I can hear my mom talking. I'm like, what's my mom talking about? And then I hear the girl that I was dating at the time. And they're making a marriage plan. Bill said he wanted to get married. Oh, God. And it was like, what? And before you know it, the snowball was rolling, and I didn't have the cojones to say enough. So that was my fault. I was going down the aisle, and my friends were like, don't do it. Don't do it. You know. So had a good party. Moved on. was there about a month and a half. That was about it. No big deal. But then my second one was a a 12-year marriage. And uh, that was that was great. We had a lot of fun. Just We just were better friends. And we found that out along the way. We still are friends, as a matter of fact. And then my most recent one was an absolute train wreck. It was a complete sham of a lie. And found that out along the way. And just got tired of the drama and finally just said enough. You can't do that. So, that's it. I'll uh, put that on the podcast. Have, yeah, put that in a podcast. You know. Like, like now. I know Kristen would love to get married. I know that. But I know I'm an idiot. I I know where, I know what I am, you know, so I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm not, you know, in in one, in one and a half years, I got divorced. I lost Mickey. I lost my dad. I lost my other dog, Elmo. I'm not ready to, to do that. You know, doesn't mean I don't love her. We still have a great time. We still, you know, it doesn't mean I'm not committed. I'm not out, you know, chasing Taylor or anything like that. But I believe in being completely honest. I believe in just, you know, here it is. Here's all my flaws. If you can, if you can stand that, you're good to go. I'm not one to walk around and plug the toilet on a daily basis, you know, not going to flood your house, not going to, you know, kick your dogs or your animals or anything. I love animals. So other than that, whatever, let's go have fun. That's it. There's there's your life advice right there. Do you feel better as a person now, Ben, for what you're
1: hearing today? Um, I don't know. Not really. Not yeah. really. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm still not going to have Facebook and I still might not respond to emails. <laughs>
0: Oh, my goodness. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, there you go. Getting back into the sports vernacular as the Green Bay Packers are on the cusp of figuring out what it is they're going to do over the next couple of weeks and uh, finding out what Aaron Rodgers' intentions are. The reports coming from Adam Schefter, who started it in Rappaport and everybody else, then jumping on the bandwagon and, and confirming that the Packers are going to go all in. They're gonna go all in. They are ready to go. They are fired up. They are gonna grab Aaron Rodgers and hang on to him like grim death. Um, and they're gonna break the bank in doing so. They're gonna push the cap. They're gonna do everything they need to do. Um, and on one hand, you think, wow, that's that's impressive. They really do wanna to, wanna to make peace of 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 all of this. They they really believe in their quarterback. They want to make him the quarterback so he can retire. Uh, and, and stay with one team his entire career and hopefully get their, themselves another shot or two or four at, a, at another championship. There's a lot there. That's an impressive, impressive thing to say. Then we also understand that the Packers usually don't leak stuff like that out. That usually doesn't come out unless an agent leaks it out. Yeah, hey, the Packers were in touch with us, and they're offering the farm. You know, Okay, well, maybe that happens. But usually the Packers like to deal very quietly behind closed doors. It's not like them to deal this way. So then you get a guy like Andrew Brandt who says, you know, hey, look, the Packers don't deal this way. This might be one of those saving face moments where Aaron has made it clear from, you know, the people around him that he, he's, he wants the hell out. He, he's done. He doesn't want to play in Green Bay for whatever reason. Okay? And... You know, maybe Devontae doesn't want to stick around, and, you know, there's all this Bud stuff. Okay, whatever, you know. So the Packers are are now being proactive, so they save face. This might be a lot like when the Brewers, years ago, made the $100 million offer to CC Sabathia. And at the time, you went, Whoa! Whoa, that's a big offer for a a small market team. And then you thought to yourself, wait a minute, he's already been offered $125 million from the Yankees. Why is he going to stay for $100 million? It's $25 million more, man. Why is he going to stay for for $100 million when he can go to the Yankees and have money and greatness and stuff consistently put around? Why is he going to stay in Milwaukee? It's a great offer, but we all know it's a false offer. It's legitimate if he takes it. Right, it's legitimate if he takes it, then it's a legitimate offer. But you know he's not going to. It's kind of, again, it's kind of like here is the deal for a party. There is certain people you'll invite knowing they're not going to come, but you want to invite them to say you did. We've all been there. Yeah, we don't. We either one. Nah, they're not going to come, but we might as well invite them because I want to make sure the next time we see them to say hey, we really missed you. wanted to, wanted to let you know we're thinking of you. Okay, there is that thought. Then there's the this guy's an idiot. He's a jerk. They're an ass. Whatever you know, ah, they're not going to come. This this is beneath them. They're too blah blah blah. blah. So we're going to invite them anyway, just so we have that one up. Or the next time they have a big doing, ah, you got a reciprocation there. You know, that's that's kind of what it's starting to feel like. That the Packers want to go all in. And what is being stated is we want to go all in. We want our quarterback back. We want to keep the band together. We want to go for it. But maybe behind the scenes, the water is being chummed by, yeah, he doesn't want to come back. For whatever reason. And I'll say this. I don't know what the specific reasoning is. I really don't. I, I Maybe it's just years of... What Aaron Rodgers figures in his mind to be some type of an abuse, where he just feels like he hasn't been asked enough questions, his opinion hasn't garnered enough respect, his his you know his way or no way is the only way, so he wants to find some submissive team out there that he can go and just say I'm going to do it my way and I'm going to come in as the savior and everybody's going to adore me. And if I take you to the Super Bowl, great. Otherwise, you know, it's after a year or two, then they're going to realize that you're giving them the same thing that you've kind of given the Green Bay Packers over the last, what, 10 years, 11 years, and that is really good quarterback play that amounts to nothing. Which is what it is, right? Opportunities, but opportunities wasted. But he wants to be like Tom Brady. He wants to be like Matthew Stafford. I'm going to go somewhere, and I'm going to win a championship. Oddly enough... Oddly enough, you think about this for a minute. Can history could history repeat itself? I've got something for you to ponder when we come back. Could history repeat itself if indeed this comes to fruition? Oh, I've got you intrigued now, right? Oh, yeah, you're going like, what? what? What's he talking about? What? Well, you, know, you got to listen. Stay tuned. More to come right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Could history repeat itself? Bill Michael Show brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. We are glad you're with us today. Thanks to to Bud Light for being a part of the program as well. Think about this, okay, in regards to Aaron Rodgers. Let's just say it is going to happen to where Aaron Rodgers decides, you know what, I think there's greener grass somewhere else, okay? So he is going to force the Green Bay Packers into some sort of trade. Now you start to think about where he could end up. Where could you get a maximum in return? Where could you possibly get a quarterback in return of some quality? Think about this for a minute now. Hmm. I couldn't imagine it happening. But could history repeat itself? Two years ago, Tom Brady leaves New England, goes to Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay so happens to be the host city for the Super Bowl. Terrific, Tom. He then leads his team to a Super Bowl in front of their hometown fans, and they win it all. Offseason comes. Matthew Stafford. Gets traded away. L.A. goes all in. They want to win a championship in front of their hometown fans out at SoFi Stadium. Five and a half billion dollars. It happens. Where's the Super Bowl next? You start thinking. You go, wait a minute. It's in Arizona. It's in Arizona next year. Could there possibly be a deal for the disgruntled Kyler Murray to get out of Arizona? a young, decent-armed, mobile quarterback. Could they swap out those picks, Aaron Rodgers for Kyler Murray and maybe something else? Because they know they're ready to fly. DeAndre Hopkins coming back, J.J. Watt coming back. You start to go through that list of players that they have down there, the capability. Could they possibly then try to make their run in front of their hometown fans and create a deal that would be enticing enough For the Green Bay Packers to say, yeah, you know what? We'll go ahead and and trade him in the uh, conference. We'll do that. Think about that. Think about that. Could that possibly happen? It could. You don't know, but it could. I still think that... um, That... I still have a belief that Rodgers is going to be a Green Bay Packer. I think, you know, as it's, it's tough to say. I mean, I know yesterday we played it again with Joe Theismann in that, that discussion about it takes a little while to kind of get acclimated. And if you don't have a lot of veterans around you to be able to say, hey, we can do this right here, right now, it's tough to come in and begin to run offenses and make everything click right here, right now. It's tough. It's not easy. But in back-to-back seasons, it's been done. Who's to say Aaron Rodgers, who everybody's considers to be the smartest guy in the room, right? Who's to say he can't get on the same page immediately with the guys around him? Now, he can run the team. He could run that. You think Cliff Kingsbury's got enough juice to be able to tell Aaron Rodgers what to nay-nay? Nay-nay. And in return, you get Kyler Murray, maybe something else, maybe another draft choice, something like that, to where you get a quarterback that you know has really a lot of upside, who looked like he was the MVP of the league for the first seven games until he went down with injury and then it faded as he had done the year prior. So he has to put a full season together. But at least you know there's that capability, and then you continue on down the road if that if that happens. And that might be enough to entice Devontae Adams to stay if you know you're getting a quality quarterback. Right? Or at least a quarterback that has some ilk. Do I think that's going to happen? No. No. But it's out there. It's being discussed. People are talking about it. You're going to hear about it. Somebody's going to bring it up. and They're going to go, hey, Kyler Murray wants out. He's not happy. Look, he wiped his Instagram of all the Arizona Cardinals stuff. Hey, you know, okay. I don't think it's going to happen, but you never know. I still think... That this is going to work itself out. And I, I still believe, maybe it's more fandom in me. Maybe it just is. Maybe it's, it's, um, maybe it's my want. Speaking a- as a fan, and not that I do this for a living, but speaking as a fan, for his, ba- <laughs> here's your honest moment, okay? Aaron Rodgers has come from, I have a chip on my shoulder and I want to be the greatest and I'll do anything to get there type of quarterback. Smooth, smart, intelligent, personable to being a diva and an arrogant ass. It's what he is. Maybe to those around him, he's this great guy. But publicly, to the fans, to what's gone on, the inability to make a commitment, to walk the line, to love people, to talk about him, to be Hollywood, to go to Malibu, to do three fingers, two fingers, four fingers of scotch, to not be the beer and broad guy, to not be the hunter, the fisherman, to to, to almost be, to, to put himself on a pedestal to look down upon the peasants that are us, it's kind of an arrogant ass. But... To the other side of the coin, he's what I consider to be the best technical quarterback I've ever seen play. And I want him on our team because I believe that he eventually will kick through the wall. And I want our team, my team, your team, to be the team that he kicks through the wall with. I believe there's a Super Bowl in the future. It depends a lot on Brian Gutekinds, who I think has done a pretty good job. It's going to depend on Aaron Rodgers and the strength of Matt LaFleur. I believe there's something here and I believe that there's still some some light on the horizon, and I don't want to see that light go out prematurely. I, I just don't. Not over arrogance, pettiness. And now, if he doesn't want to come back and he wants to go be a diva somewhere else, then I will root like hell against him because of what's gone on over the last year. He's He's not the same guy. He's not the same good guy. He's... He's the I'm going to find a way to dislike you every day, type of guy. I'm going to put my chips on my shoulder and I'm going to and you're you're excommunicated from my life. You you are no more or no less than my family. That type of thing, and that that bothers me, because you like your guys, you like your people, you like the guys you cheer for to be personable. We wish all of our guys could be Donald Driver and, and Brett Favre. You mash those two together, that's the absolute. Brett Favre loved to hunt, loved to fish, loved to be just one of the guys. Donald Driver loves everybody, man. He's a lovable character, and even Donald got big time once he hit Dancing with the Stars. He got big time. He went from answering his phone to not answering his phone, changing numbers. Okay, well, but then again, he's still every time he sees you, he's the first guy to run up and give you a hug. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if you're a fan and he, and you've got twenty autographs from me. He'll run over and give you a hug. Hey, how you been? I've seen it. But as a fan, I think we've been put through the ringer. But we also know what's good for our team. We also know that we're very much a fast food world. We want it here. We want it now. And if he's not here and he's not now, then we don't have that legitimate shot. Unless there's some type of a magnanimous trade made that you're getting just as good, if not better, talent in return. So I get where fans are coming from when they say they're tired of this blank. I get it. I also know in my head and analytics what gives you the best shot at actually winning and i'm not talking just winning in the in the regular season it, it's come to a, a a gut punch of an end the last few years i agree with that i saw a couple of tweets that said great pay him the most money make him the highest paid quarterback to win the most games in the regular season because he can't do it in the postseason anymore i understand that and Rodgers this year and i said this yesterday I don't give two dams about the regular season. The regular season, to me, is now just a warm-up for what the postseason should be. You Win 10 games, get in. Win 12 games, get in. Be the best damn team in the NFC, get in. I don't care. It doesn't matter anymore. The expectation is not to get to the postseason. It's not to win the division. I don't care if you get beat twice by the Bears, you get beat twice by the Vikings. I don't care. Win every other game, get yourself in the postseason. doesn't matter to me. The regular season doesn't mean blank. It's all about postseason wins now. That's where the legacy comes. That's where the light is at the end of the tunnel. And if it's not there, then what are we doing? You're either in it to win it, or you're just spending your money to spend your money just because. Right? Or you need to come out and say, we're going to rebuild. Right now, I think the Packers are in it to win it. We've got three weeks to find out what's going to happen. Because this is a transition period. You are either transitioning towards here's all of our chips, here's the table, bam. Or you're going to go in the opposite direction. And you and I both know it. We'll talk about it. We'll decipher it. We'll break it down. We'll analyze it. We'll look at it. And we'll look at this giant lump of clay and go, you know what? It's got to be remolded. Starting over. Starting over. One of the two. But it's right there. In the next three weeks, you are either going to have this great molded asset that you just have to just polish a little bit, just tweak a little bit, and just kind of put a couple pieces with it, or you're going to have this giant lump of just black clay, and you're starting over. One of the two. Now you can turn it around in just a couple of years. Look at what Cincinnati did. They were what a two-two win four win team a couple of years ago, and then they find themselves in the Super Bowl. They go out, they buy themselves a new defense. They got themselves some really good draft choices, made the most of it, found a quarterback to lead, and boom, off and running. Okay, it can be done. But we're going to find out in the next three weeks. So that's where I'm at as a fan, because I know we've been put through the ringer, but I also will say this. I have got unbelievable, mad props respect for the ability that Aaron Rodgers has. I think he has fallen short in the postseason in the last two years specifically. And I think when I see guys like Joe Burrow and Tom Brady and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes and Matthew Stafford and these quarterbacks just will their teams back into ball games and you look for, for Aaron Rodgers to be this cardiac kid to to whisk the magic into Lambeau field and just just to see it completely fall short in the exact same fashion it did the year prior, just locking on one guy, seeing other guys open, not you know and you just go, What the hell? Well, you know, what, what was all this for? Why did we have our guts ripped out for an entire offseason for this, for the, for the same crap? I believe there is something different on the horizon. And I believe Aaron Rodgers is the answer to that. Stay tuned. we got a lot more of the Bill Michael show. It's coming up right after this.
1: Covering Wisconsin
0: sports like a blanket. This is the Bill Michael show on the Wisconsin sports zone radio network. you want to chime in, there's plenty of ways to get a hold of the program, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. You can hit us up over on Twitter, at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. There's the Facebook fan page. Go to Facebook.com. You can uh, watch us over there if you choose to do so, but uh, check out all the pictures and such. Facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show. YouTube, I encourage you, if you would like to watch the program, subscribe, whatever, uh, you can go there, subscribe for free. For free, go to youtube.com slash Bill Michael's show. M-I-C-H-A-E-L-S. Same thing over on Twitch TV. Uh, You can find us on Instagram. You can find me even on TikTok, I think, at this point. we got to figure out something for TikTok. Uh, Yesterday when you and I chatted about it, Ben, I had more than a few people uh, asking for everything, uh, you know, just all kinds of different dances. I don't know the names of them all. I have to go back and look. Well, you got to send them to uh, me. It yeah.
1: unsurprisingly passed to my mind
0: as the last do, week. Somebody was said going you got to do the nay nay. So, and I know that. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I'm going to do any nay naying, but. <laughs> so. Uh, so, anyway. And by the way, yes, uh, for, for Mark who said, uh, do you know the Charleston? Oddly enough, that, first of all, it's a dance from the 20s. So I wasn't, I'm not that old. Come on. Uh, but oddly enough, I do, only for the fact that my mom and dad, years and years and years ago, back in the late 70s, as I was growing up, Um, they were dance instructors. My mom and dad loved to dance. So my dad drove a truck during the day, and they did dance classes and stuff at night. And they weren't, like, certified instructors. They just got really good in this class that they started to take together. And so when they would come home, and my dad was on the road all the time, my mom always made me practice with her. So I actually ended up having to learn a few things. So Um, anyway, but, yeah, so we haven't gotten down to that yet, but there you go. So if you want to find us on TikTok, you can. As well. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, so after everything I just said, uh, I want to go back. Tim Tim over on the Bud Light live stream. Tim says, five appearances in the NFC Championship game, one to show, one win to show for it. The Packers cannot afford to keep Rodgers at any price. See, Tim, that's if you say it's Rodgers' fault. And that is very short-sighted because that statistic sucks. That's a lie. It's a lie. And here's the reason why. They had no business losing that game in Seattle back in 2014. None. Julius Peppers told Morgan, Morgan Burnett to go down. Clay Matthews pulled himself out of the game. Micah Hyde didn't know where to go, didn't know where to play on a two-point conversion. bostic was screamed at over and over again by Sean Slocum, leave it alone, leave it alone, leave it alone. Jordy Nelson was right there. Catches that ball, drops to the knee. Boom, they're back in the Super Bowl. Mike McCarthy's play calling in the third quarter, trying to run clock off after they had a pretty sizable lead. It was just too early to start screwing around with the clock. He took, his fo- he took his foot off the gas, much to the chagrin of Aaron Rodgers. All of those things combined cost them that game. That wasn't Rodgers' fault. The game in which they played in Atlanta, they had no business being there. They weren't that good of a team. They were really banged up. Rodgers was nursing a torn calf muscle, but willed them to that game. They got there because of Aaron Rodgers. And that pass to Jared Cook in the sideline in Dallas. That's the reason they were there. They shouldn't have been there, but they got there because of him. The game against San Francisco in San Francisco, the offensive line got dump trucked. They sucked. And their defense was horrible. They couldn't stop the run. Jimmy Garoppolo threw eight times. That's not Aaron Rodgers' fault. So you can say one for five. It's a dumb statistic and it's a dumb thing to come out of your mouth and it's a dumb thing to write and then hit enter. Because that wasn't Aaron Rodgers. The last two years, I'll give you. Picks last year and not running it in, focusing on Devontae Adams, specifically when the chips were down the last two seasons, when other guys were open, not trusting the guys you've trusted all season long. That's on Rodgers. I'll give you that. So he's 1-3, in we'll say, when you actually talk about winning and not winning certain games. I'll give you that. But the rest of it, that's garbage. But the last two years, yeah, I can look at that. I can look at that and go, right on, man. Right on. No doubt about it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free to go ahead and do so again. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. 867 1670 Find us uh, in many different facets. Uh, Dan says, older quarterbacks develop an aversion to getting hit. Uh, when the protection isn't there, Rogers looks to Devontae because he's the only one he trusts to get open early. The other guys take longer to get open. Favre had the same problem uh, late in his career when he didn't have talented receivers. Um. Dan, I'll agree with that, but when you have more than one choice, and partially you're you're right, Dan. Partially you're right, but Brady, he stood tall in the pocket, but Brady also had three or four receivers. This is this is where I can honestly say, the failure by Brian Gudekins has been to bring in another wide receiver, a legitimate wide receiver. The short, uh, I'm not saying that Odell Beckham Jr. would have made a huge difference. But he would have made a difference. I think the Packers are in, at the very least, an NFC Championship game. If you've got a bookend to Devontae Adams. You've got a bunch of guys. you got Devontae and guys. And even with Randall Cobb coming back, Randall Cobb was not there to be this dynamic receiver. Randall Cobb was there to be Aaron Rodgers' guy. The guy he hangs out with. The guy he talks to. Jordy's not coming out of retirement. Randall still wanted to play. So he wanted his guy. Remember at the end of Favre's career in Green Bay, you know, all the rumors being made about Favre running off into Red Batty's office and and you know having his own locker. That was all crap. That's all that's not true. But Favre did talk to Red. And it wasn't because Red was his best friend, but Red morphed into his guy because everybody else around him was new, was young. You got to relate. Rodgers relates to Cobb. That's the reason he brought him back. He could talk to Cobb, he could bounce ideas off of Cobb. Cobb could help the other, help the other wide receivers. Specifically Amari Rodgers. That's the reason Cobb came back. It wasn't to be some dynamic guy. They need wideouts. At least one, if not two, if you're going to keep Adams. If you lose Adams, you need you need three guys. Look at the teams that were in the Super Bowl. They had at least three guys, plus a tight end. One hour down, three yet to go. Good stuff so far. Hang in there. A lot more of the Bill Michael Show. Up next. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.